warm welcome to Holy Trinity on this Lord's Day and also on this national holiday. For those of us gathered in the sanctuary, I invite you to please stand and face the rear of the church. And for those um, gathered online on YouTube or Facebook, I invite you to just in the chat to say your name and where you are this morning. This is Mark worshiping from Forest Park or Susan from Miami. I miss seeing you in person, so I will look later, and I hope that many of you, even for my benefit, will take a moment now and say good morning in that chat feature so we can know who worshiped with us this morning online. Because of God's grace that is sufficient for us in our strength and our weakness, as Paul says this morning, we welcome one another with warm hearts. Whether this is your first time in person in a long time or your first time in this church, or you've been coming for years, whether you're kind of hesitant about organized religion or church, or you're a person who's been going every week your whole life, we welcome one another, whatever the color of our skin, our gender, our identity, who we love or marry, and even on this July 4th, how we see the country or how we vote. Together we are one in God's grace. But knowing that we fall short of that, we begin today's liturgy with the brief order of confession and forgiveness. Please face the font. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Hear the good news. God's mercy is poured out like a mighty river. Grace flows like a never-ending stream. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. God of the covenant, in our baptism you call us to proclaim the coming of your kingdom. Give us the courage you gave the apostles that we may faithfully witness to your love and peace in every circumstance of life. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. A reading from Ezekiel. A voice said to me, O mortal, stand up on your feet, and I will speak with you. And when the Lord spoke to me, a spirit entered into me and set me on my feet. And I heard the Lord speaking to me, saying, Mortal, I am sending you to the people of Israel, to a nation of rebels who have rebelled against me, they and their ancestors have transgressed against me to this very day. The descendants are impudent and stubborn. I am sending you to them, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord God. Whether they hear or refuse to hear, for they are a rebellious house, they shall know that there has been a prophet among them. Word of God, word of life.
A reading from 2 Corinthians. I know a person in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that such a person, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows, was caught up into paradise and heard things that are not to be told, that no mortal is permitted to repeat. On behalf of such a one, I will boast. But on my own behalf, I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. But if I wish to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it, so that no one may think better of me than what is seen in me or heard from me, even considering the exceptional character of the revelations. Therefore, to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. But the Lord said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. Word of God, word of life. Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. On the Sabbath, he began to preach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astounded. They said, where did this man get all this? What is this wisdom that he has been given? What deeds of power are being done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, prophets are not without honor, except in their hometown, and among their own kin, and in their own house. And Jesus could do no deeds of power there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and cured them. And Jesus was amazed at their unbelief. Then Jesus went about the villages teaching. 
He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. Jesus ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. Jesus said to them, whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you as you leave, shake the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent. They cast out many demons and anointed with oil those who were sick and cured them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Do you have a place that you call your hometown? Or did your parents move a lot? And you moved from place to place. If you can imagine a hometown, what was it like when you grew up? What's it like now? How did you celebrate July 4th then? Fireworks? Parade? other festivities. As I mentioned last Sunday, during June, I was back in my hometown of Longmont, Colorado. Sometimes I've wondered, what if I had grown up in a different hometown? Now, both my parents grew up on farms in rural Nebraska. But due to asthma, my dad went into agribusiness instead of farming. What if I had grown up on a farm in rural Nebraska, would have I shown hogs at the county fair? Would I have been able to develop my musical interests in the same way? Would have it been harder to come out there? And what if Ernest's family had not emigrated to the United States and he had stayed in Cuba? What would have become of him? Maybe you wonder the same things about your own story. Jesus is back in his hometown in today's gospel. After his ministry went public, there were some bumps here and there. But the news spread of the rave reviews in a neighboring Capernaum synagogue and the healing of another synagogue's leader, leader's 12-year-old daughter in last week's gospel, now Jesus has been invited to preach at his home congregation. These folks watched him grow up. They knew him before he was famous. And they've heard about his captivating miracles and teaching. So how does he do? Well, the people were astounded. The people were amazed, but not in 
in such a good way. The Greek word suggests that they were incredulous. That they're not so sure he's for real. Now, many of us use the word amazing to say that was an amazing dinner. That was an amazing story that you wrote. That's an amazing whatever that we want to give someone a compliment on. But actually, the word amazing means filled with wonder and surprise, which means it can have a negative twist. We can be amazed at someone's stupidity, for example. So the hometown folks are thinking, what's the fuss about? Who gave this hometown boy such wisdom? Who do... Who does he think he is? And you know what they do? They pull out the scandal card. Isn't this the son of Mary? Suggesting a fatherless lineage for Jesus. And the people take offense at their hometown boy. I guess sometimes you can't go home. Jesus is amazed at the people's unbelief. And he boldly tells the critical crowd, prophets are not without honor, except in their hometown, and among their own kin, and in their own house. Well, there will be crowds this weekend, and there already have been. Think back to last year's non-celebration of July 4th. So let's move from hometowns to our homeland. Independence Day, a time to celebrate the gifts of freedom and liberty. But in recent decades, without an enemy for our country like communism, we direct our hate toward others in our country who see things differently or vote differently than we do. Folks, some folks in some hometowns in this country see America as the city built on a hill and cling to noble things in our nation's history. Other hometowns name the scars we still bear from our treatment of indigenous people from the very beginning to the continuing legacy of slavery and inequality. But I wonder if both realities are true. The way different hometowns see the country is particularly noticeable these days in how they view or display the flag. Now, I remember a time when many churches were divided over whether an American flag should be displayed in a sanctuary. I don't think it was ever an issue at Holy Trinity, as far as I can tell. But just this morning, a couple hours ago, I read an article about star stripes and division. A farmer on Long Island displays a large American flag on the side of his potato truck when he reveals his kind of liberal leanings recently to a customer. The woman responded, oh, whoo. You know, I wasn't so sure about you. I thought you were some, some kind of flag-waving something or another. But how sad it is that it's come to this. Yet the January 6th assault on the Capitol 
and supporters of our former president have embraced the flag so fervently that it's become partisan. The flag now is, the heart, is at the heart of our culture wars. So for example, some see Colin Kaepernick's taking a knee during the national anthem as using the flag for political purposes. Or some flags now say on them, save America, fight socialism. Others modify the flag to express identities or belief systems like the rainbow stripes as a symbol of gay pride or blue stripes to show solidarity with the police. Different hometowns across our country, as you know, look at issues differently. It would be invigorating for us to get together, and maybe we could at coffee hour this morning, and discuss the flag, church and state, and patriotism out of a faith perspective. But what seems clear to me is that everyone including me, believes that their view, my view, is the right one, with no room to, to name any shortcomings of our perspective, any weaknesses, any blind spots. And we're not even able to listen to one another anymore. One might have thought that a global pandemic and the continuing threat of climate change might bring a little bit more humility for us. I'm not so sure. There is so much to be proud of as Americans, but we are also hell-bent on success and being the strongest, greatest country in the world, not to mention being right, which means how can that not bring some hubris? St. Paul's words today seem almost shocking, almost ridiculous in this regard. Paul had to deal with some mysterious thorn in the flesh. And for centuries, scholars have wondered what that was. He had to deal with this weakness that somehow kept him from being too elated. And he relied on these words from the Lord, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. Jesus was rejected by his hometown folk. So many different hometown people today look with disdain on those who think differently. Where does this all lead for us? What does Jesus do in our gospel? He simply gets on with it and invites people to do the same. He sends out the people, the disciples. He goes about the business of teaching and healing and proclaiming the good news. We do the same, holding gently our vulnerabilities, our weaknesses, our need for healing. Are we not called to lay down our hate and go forth with a message of love, trying to listen? trying to listen to those with whom we, we most fervently disagree. Yep, some are going to re reject the message. Some are going to reject the messenger. Some are going to reject the good news in biblical times throughout history and today. Yet Christ forgives, empowers, and strengthens us and sends us forth to live our faith in word and deed. God's work, our hands. Honoring, yes, 
praying, yes, for the homeland we love, yet pledging our ultimate allegiance to divine grace shed on all people, all the diverse people of this land, and all countries of this beloved earth. Amen.
Let us come before the triune God in prayer. God of all, through the waters of baptism, you claim people of all races, ethnicities, and languages as your beloved children. Sustain the baptized and increase their faith that your gospel may be proclaimed throughout the earth. Lord, in your mercy. God of the heavens, your creating spirit animates the universe. We give you thanks for the moon and stars, for the planets and the Milky Way galaxy, and for all of the mysteries of the cosmos that remain unknown to us. Lord, in your mercy. God of freedom, you have liberated us from sin and death and rescue us from all forms of spiritual, social, and political oppression. Defend the United States and all countries from tyrants and deliver us from all forms of slavery or corruption. Lord, in your mercy. God of compassion, you became vulnerable in the person of Jesus Christ in solidarity with the disempowered. Strengthen those who feel faint. Give courage to those who fear and bring wholeness to those in need, especially Richard and those we name aloud or in the chat feature. Lord, in your mercy, God of holiness, you send us out into the world to proclaim your love. We pray for our outreach ministries, especially the Lakeview Pantry, the Crib Shelter, the South Loop Community Table, and the Night Ministry. Equip us as we leave this place to witness and serve our neighbors. Lord, in your mercy. We give you thanks for Blessed Mary, Thomas, Catherine Winkworth, John Mason Neal, and for prophets of all times and places who move us toward freedom and liberty for all. Lord, in your mercy. We lift our prayers to you, O God, trusting in your abiding grace through Christ our Lord. Amen. Peace of Christ be with you always. Let us share a sign of peace with one another. It's indeed good to gather with you as the people of God, both in person uh, and online this morning. And again, a blessed uh, holiday weekend and celebration of Independence Day to all of you. A couple notes about uh, what follows today's worship. Uh, today, there will be no HT Unmuted this morning, no HT Unmuted. 
uh, but we will in person have a time of uh, social time and coffee and ice water available in the garden and we hope that many of you can stay for conversation this morning. It's clear and we're very excited that we've moved to the next step where uh, registration is not needed for these services. So for those of you uh, watching online, if you are comfortable and ready to return to worship in our sanctuary, we hope that, that you can do that very soon. Two announcements about upcoming events. The anti-racism ministry will meet this coming Tuesday at 6.30 and they will be talking about the survey and ways to report that. The youth outreach team, which makes a meal and serves sandwiches with the night ministry bus, will be um, meeting this Thursday and there's information on how to volunteer on our website. We now continue with the great Thanksgiving. We invite you to stand. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you. Almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. God, mighty and merciful, your people praise you, saying, your mercy endures forever. Your mercy endures forever. By your promise, you bound yourself to earth and all its creatures, granting them life and calling them to flourish, setting the sign of your bow in the clouds, the colors of love and faithfulness. Your mercy endures forever. Your mercy endures forever. By your promise, you bound yourself to your people of old, blessing them with family outnumbering the stars and calling them to be a blessing to others, showing them steadfast love in every generation and calling them to be a light to the nations. 
Your mercy endures forever. Your mercy endures forever. By your promise, you joined us to Jesus, your beloved, grafting us into your living vine and calling us to bear the fruit of your self-giving love. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. With this bread and cup, we remember his life laid down and lifted up as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Send your Holy Spirit on us and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make us a sign of your faithfulness. Send us to tend and cherish the earth and to serve the world with mercy and love, with all the saints in light, with the earth and all creatures, with sun, moon, and stars, we praise you, O God, through Jesus Christ, by your Spirit, now and forever. Trusting in God who nourishes and sustains us, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Only say the word, O Lord, and we shall be healed.
Let us pray. We give you thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the healing power of this gift of life. In your mercy, strengthen us through this gift in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. The blessing of the God of Sarah, Abraham, and of Jesus Christ, born of our sister Mary, and the Holy Spirit who broods over the world as a mother over her children, be upon you and remain with you always.
Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.